Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Raw Before Christ. Last week, we covered emotions and ministry, and we viewed the question, are they separate? And this week, we are about to continue on that same topic of emotions, but we will be addressing it in a different way. And I have two of my girls with me. I have Shailene Willis. Shailen. I'm sorry, girl. And and I have with me my girl, my roommate, Taylor Morash. And so let's get into it, but I'll ask Shailen to open in prayer for us. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can come before you just as we are, Father, with all of our questions, God, with all of um just the things that we want to learn in your presence, Jesus, we give this time to you, and I pray that you would anoint our conversation in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, the question that comes to mind after reviewing last week's episode is, how do we as emotional people, especially in ministry, <laughs> handle being emotionless? I mean... Who wants to tackle that one first? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, I think something that we need to recognize is that emotions are like a wave. Mm-hmm. Like, they come and go. And so, first thing to realize is that we're human and we're going to have off days and on days. We're going to have days where we feel like ourselves, days when we don't feel like ourselves. You know, like, just things in life happen and that affects us emotionally. Right. And so... Like, of course, that's going to carry into their ability to do ministry or encounter the presence of God or interact with people. It just will affect it, and that's just being human. And so I think, like, acknowledging that first and foremost um, and just realizing that it's not always going to be one way and not to be freaked out when it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, Taylor, you were sharing earlier, um, you know, with your story about things not always being the same as you knew them. Do you want to share on that a little bit? Uh, so I had a um, an incident growing up where um, my mom <coughs> was got a surgery and her her liver failed, so we had to to plan her funeral and go say her goodbye. She had three hours to live, and I just remember standing there in shock, and I felt I felt awful because I was like in that moment I was like, where are my emotions? Why am I not yeah. feeling? Mm-hmm. Why am I not crying? Because that's like my my number one response in situations like that is to cry and it's my mom so I was like why am I not reacting this way but I think I realized that being in shock is an emotion too like just (laughs) standing there and being like oh snap like this is really happening like I was processing what was going what was happening like I was standing there and just in that moment just processing things and I was I think I was just numb to the fact that it was like actually real, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of times like you like you're sharing, we don't respond how we expect our bodies to respond and we forget that it's a part of the process. Like yeah. <laughs> we have to have that shock moment where we just have to process everything before we can cry, before we can speak, and that's where we go wrong a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know for me like a lot of times I feel like, especially in a ministry setting, like watching or listening to a sermon, 
and I feel like I'm not responding in an emotional way. And I'm sitting there and I'm processing and I'm like, God, am I being ungodly right now? Because (laughs) I'm not responding, especially for like an altar call or something. And I'm not responding with crying or anything. I just feel nothing. Like I'm just there processing what the preacher said. And it makes me kind of feel like I'm not being who God has called me to be Mm -hmm. because I feel kind of ungodly in that moment. So, yeah. Yeah. Or how about those um, moments when I, when you were talking, I was thinking of uh, situations where we, we're angry or um, feeling some type of way and towards another person. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, like, like we come in and, and we're angry and we know that we can't address the situation right then and there. Yeah. And we're like, okay, like, I'm going to come back to you, <laughs> yeah. to this yeah. conversation. But they so badly want you to react in that moment. They so badly want to know, like, what's going on inside your head. So how would you maneuver through that? Like, when, when someone, in ministry, right? Like, if, if, someone's, if someone's angry or emotional and they come up to you and they're, like, expecting you to give them the answer right then and there or... Um, Okay. Or, um, yeah, so they're expecting you to to respond right away, but sometimes we need that time to just, like, for the, for the person, process. yeah. Yeah, I feel like, um, in certain instances, especially when it comes to anger, and I feel like it comes with maturity, like, that emotional maturity to say to this person that, okay, I get what you're feeling right now. I am pretty sure that you are very angry. I can see it. And I can almost feel myself getting angry as much as you are, or even more, depending on how the situation is. And I think it takes a lot of guts on our side and just being bold to say, I understand what you're feeling, but in this moment, I think I need to address my own feelings. I need to be able to process what I'm feeling before I say something that I may regret. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, as you're talking, I was just thinking about, like, as ministers, like, as people training for ministry, as, you know, for myself, I grew up in the pastor's home. Mm -hmm. um, You're always giving. You're always making yourself available for the other person. Even if it's a friend, it's just the mentality that, like, I'm here to serve you. That's what God's called me to do, you know? And so I think in a lot of areas of our life, we are very others-minded, but when it comes to emotions, you Mm -hmm. kind of have to put yourself first. Yeah. Like you said, if you don't take a moment to be like, I recognize that you're upset, but like I know myself right now, and that takes maturity, like you said, that takes the Holy Spirit discernment. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That takes like the empowering of the Holy Spirit to just stay calm and say that and assert yourself, but not be rude. And like, just put yourself first in those instances, whether it's anger, whether it's like sadness like you can't console someone who's sad if you're dealing with your own thing and being mature enough to recognize that and having like other leadership around you in ministry that you can defer them to when you're like hey like this is not my day to do counseling but you know so so would love to meet with you (laughs) (laughs) and so I've done that before when I'm like I got nothing else to give I can't keep giving my emotional tank is down low and I'm empty and so like I can't empathize with you right now I can't sympathize with you right now but, you know, my sister in Christ over here can, so, and you know, you don't have to say all that, but it's right. the maturity of, like, just reflecting and knowing that 
in of yourself you're able to give or not able to give. Yeah. And so, like, for you, when you had that moment of shock with your mom, like, you're not in a place to really, like, console someone who's also grieving because you're just, like, processing what happened. Yeah. And so I think in ministry realizing that um, our emotions is an area that we're allowed to be selfish right. is, like, and then that God doesn't, um, he doesn't get upset at us for that, yeah, you know? Right. He wants us to take care of ourselves emotionally. And um, you see Jesus do that. Like, he retracted from people when he needed to rest, <laughs> yes. when he needed to regroup, when he needed to cry and just be with his father and process. And I think there's so much unsaid in those passages where they say, like, Jesus went up to the mountain and prayed. Like, we don't know what all those details looked like, but I guarantee there were some emotions mixed in there. Because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he faced so much stuff. Yeah. Even before the cross. And so, um, yeah, just the thought of, like, yes, ministry is about giving and being accessible to others, but when it comes to your emotional life, you have to be in check with yourself and put yourself first. Yeah. There are, like, two things that come to my mind as you guys are sharing. One of them is that a lot of times, like, as you're talking to Taylor about just, you know, you can't console someone who's sad while you're not processing a lot of times we neglect our emotions because we want to be the strong person for the family, <laughs> the strong friend. And oh, then yeah. by the end of the day, we're so like, we have so many feelings that we haven't processed. And then we end up falling into depression, falling into different emotions that didn't need to be there in the first place. If we had, you know, talked in the first place of uh, stepped out yeah. boldly and say, I can't help you in this moment, but I need to process what's going on with me instead of just trying to be the strong person for everyone, not crying, not, you know, just embracing what you are experiencing also. And then the other thing is just, I would prefer a person saying to me, Carisha, I can't respond to you right now because, you know, I'm angry or I'm sad, rather than hanging up on the phone or walking yeah. away from my presence. Like I would so prefer <laughs> I would prefer you just saying just being that person and saying that this is what I'm feeling in this moment. I'm not I haven't processed it fully, but instead of walking away from the conversation, let me know that you need a minute, you need 5 minutes, you need a day, you need yeah. a week. And then <laughs> I mean, a week is kind of, you know, but <laughs> just let me know where you are and yeah. how long this is going to take rather than just shutting down because shutting down never helps. Like, that is not how we handle emotions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sure. I mean, when I was a kid, you you talked about, like, um, like always giving to other people. And when I was a kid, my mom um, had breast cancer when I was around 13 or 14. And I remember, like, sitting in my living room, my parents sitting all of us kids down to tell us that she had cancer. Yeah. Like, nobody is expecting that conversation, especially when you're 13 years old. And, you know, you're just, like, barely in youth group as a teenager if you grew up in the church. And it's just kind of like, you have no idea what's coming when your parents sit you down to tell you that. And being the older sibling, I always felt the need to, like, to, like, to just give to the family and to, like, be my mom's right-hand person and just make sure that my brother and sister were doing what they need to do. Yeah. And, like, that's a responsibility no one put on me, but I lived that way. Right. And so when they sat down and told us, like, mommy has cancer and she's going to need surgeries and it, there's a, this is the road ahead of us, I was in complete shock, like Taylor had mentioned with her story. Yeah. But I didn't cry. 
and I'm, like, a very emotional person. Like, I'll cry over, like, a stupid Hallmark movie. Like, I'll cry over anything. And I just didn't cry. My brother was crying, and he was four years old. My sister was crying, and she was, like, 10 or 11. And I was not crying. I was just complete shock. And my first thing on my mind, I remember thinking, like, what do I need to do to get through this? What do I need to do so that this, so that our family's going to be okay? And, like, I just immediately started like spiraling in my mind into what I need to do, what do I need to do? And I did not take a moment to process. My dad looked at me and he says, Shaylin, it's okay to cry. Yeah. And I was like, and I did cry in that moment, but a lot of the process while my mom was walking through that, while my family was going through that, I didn't let myself feel it. Right. To the point that now like fast forward, I'm in college, my sophomore year, and we're talking in psychology about like, trauma and emotions and something and like the whole next week I was like what even happened to my mom I was like mom I don't even remember I blocked it out like I don't remember the details tell me the story of like what we walked through as a family Mm -hmm. and I was old enough to remember I was like 13 14 years old so it's not like you're a little kid but I just hadn't processed it and I had to go back and I had many tearful nights because I was, like, finally sinking in, like, my mother had cancer. Yeah. She doesn't anymore, praise God, she's eight years cancer-free. But, like, she had cancer, and my family went through that, and I did not register to me until I was 20 years old, even though it happened when I was, like, 13. (laughs) So, it's just crazy, but, like, the thing is, I say that to say, if you don't process in the moment, if you don't pause and say, hey, I need a minute, like, it's okay, there's grace for that, and yeah. it, it will come full circle, and I guarantee you, just even psychologically speaking, it'll come full circle, and God will give you an opportunity to, like, process that again, but it's definitely better if you can handle it initially, like, that's just the best case scenario, yeah. um, but if not, like, I guarantee you it will come back, yeah. for the good or the bad, whatever, however you want to take that, if that's encouragement to you, like, I still have a chance to process this, then great but also as a warning like it will come back <laughs> if you don't handle it the first time oh yeah so, yeah. <laughs> yeah I definitely I had a similar situation when when you were talking about that I thought of this when like growing up growing up um I my mom my mom was an addict and my so she wasn't really around my dad was providing for our family so mm-hmm. it was just us kids and we were like taking care of each other and I remember like like, always wanting to take care of my brother, like, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, like, I'm gonna give my whole self away to you, and you're right, like, if you, like, just give, 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 and don't, like, work on your own emotions, and give yourself time to process what you need to process, then it's, it's gonna come back up, so to be able to just process that, like, in the moment, and deal with it then, instead of it creeping up on you, like, 10 years down the road, or whatever, because it, it's something I'm still, like, processing today. Like, oh, going shit. through, like, <laughs> like, processing, like, when my mom was an addict, like, I was very codependent on mm-hmm. my brother, and he, we, we bounced off of each other being codependent and stuff like that, and, um, we were just, it was like, it was just like a codependency party in my house, like, mm-hmm. we were all just codependent on each other, and, like, um, just knowing how to, like, like balance that like know that you need them but not get to the point of being codependent on them like you can depend on them they're your family but not get to the point of it being unhealthy yeah and yeah there's there's a lot like there's a lot lot. of things to balance like (laughs) in life like when it comes on to like emotions and like 
especially as someone who like wears their heart on their sleeve I know you guys can understand this because you're like that too like when I see someone on the ground I'm like I'm gonna come pick you up like (laughs) I need to help you like right then and there but it's it's okay to like to just this is maybe this is not for me this I can't pick this person up right now because I haven't even picked myself back up Mm -hmm. off the ground so it's very humbling to recognize that when you know you're called to minister to right Right. Like when you know, even just as believers, you know, the Bible says, like you mentioned earlier in our conversation about um, like bearing one one another's burdens. And the Lord has taught me a lot about that because I've done that wrong so many times. Um, like thinking I'm bearing someone's burden, but really I'm taking on something that's not for me. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the time. And uh, just really realizing that bearing one another's burden doesn't mean you fix it. It doesn't right. mean that, preach. like, you gotta preach, <laughs> preach. It doesn't mean that you're the one who has to walk through it. Yeah. It means, like, you're there for them, you're strong for them, but I can't be strong for you if I'm, like, experiencing all the same emotions as you. Yes. And you can empathize with someone and show compassion, but while guarding your own heart. And trust me, I'm talking out of experience, but that doesn't mean I'm, like, good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about experience in the sense I've done this wrong. And, like, I've gotten myself hurt so many times, and I've drained myself because I'm, like, constantly giving out. And um, and I think, like, something that I've learned over the past year and a half is just, like, like I don't have to physically feel the same emotions as you to empathize with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I can sit here and listen to you and be, like, you know, and I, I'm someone who I genuinely feel feel with people like I don't just be like oh I'm really sorry that's going like I feel like I feel like I understand you even though I haven't had a mother who's been an addict like my empathy levels are so high that like I just feel it Mm -hmm. and not every person is like that but if you are like that you have to really learn how to guard your heart Mm -hmm. and I think the best way to do it and it sounds so cliche (laughs) is just being in your word and spending time with Jesus because the more you time you spend with him the more like that's going to be what fills you and you're going to realize like hey I'm actually okay like Mm -hmm. I me and God and what I have going on in my life like things are okay and because I'm okay I can sit here with you and say it's going to be okay but if I'm like not taking care of myself and I'm not putting myself first and not guarding my heart in that part of my relationship with God then like how am I supposed to sit next to you and tell you it's going to be okay when I'm like I don't even know if it's okay okay. (laughs) you know and so I think we we kind of take that thought of bearing one another's burdens and we twist it and we think that means like we have to pick up their burden for them it just means you're there to hold their hand as they walk it right that's their burden to carry and sometimes it's self-induced sometimes it's life sometimes it's the enemy we don't always know the reason why that's not our job but our job is to just like be there you know but not necessarily to be the one to like handle it right because like even that expression i don't know if you've heard it before but like, God gives his toughest battles to his fiercest warriors kind yeah, of thing. It, I've heard something. Okay, so, like, in Jamaica, we would say, God never give you more than you can't angle. It's like, well. God won't. <laughs> it's like, God won't give you more than, you know, you can carry. Yep. It's basically what you're saying. Yeah. But it's, like, also those, even in those battles, some things, like, you know, we don't believe that God necessarily sends bad things our way, but for whatever reason, he allows us to face them. Right. And I think even, like, the things we face are tailor-made for us. Right. They're not tailor-made. Like, Taylor's battle wasn't meant for me to walk through. Right. Like, that's not my portion. I don't need to walk through that myself to still recognize 
hey, you've been through some stuff. Let me hear your story, you know? Yeah. Like, that's empathy. Not yeah. necessarily me trying to, like, actually walk through the same thing because <laughs> that's not for me. So I think that's, like, another way that we just have to learn how to guard our hearts emotionally and spiritually. It all overlaps because we're, like, a whole person. You can't speak to just the emotional side and not the spiritual side, just the psychological side and mm-hmm. not the emotional side, you know? It yeah. all overlaps, um, which is why it's a slippery slope when one is not in the right place. Which goes back to balance, right, Kirsten? <laughs> right. It comes back to balance. And I'm glad you brought that up, Shaylin, because as a person who, you know, I have such a servant's heart. I just want to help people. It's hard to guard your heart when you're, you just want to help people. Like, that's all you want to do. And then you see someone and you just feel like, you're, you feel crushed because yeah. you just feel like you can't help them the mm-hmm. way you think you're supposed to help them when sometimes all you need to do is just stand beside them and pray for them yeah. in the closet, your prayer closet, or you just refer them to someone who has more experience. Mm-hmm. And as you guys, as you're talking, Shaylin, I feel like guarding your heart, I feel like God just brought like Philippians 4, 5 to 7. I don't know who wants to find it. I have my belt. Um, <laughs> Shailen. I'm sorry. Um, you know, because it talks about, you know, God having, giving you perfect peace mm-hmm. and that guarding your heart because it guards your heart in perfect peace. And you brought up the fact that staying in God's word is important. And you, you can read it, Taylor. Philippians 4, 5 to 7, you said? Yeah. Hope I'm right. It says, <laughs> Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, mm-hmm. present your requests to God. Yeah. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. <laughs> I honestly have never thought of that passage that way in context with what we're speaking about. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like just the past. Two weeks or so I've just been going through a lot (laughs) and just walking in that peace like we've been talking about just walking in that peace and I feel like God just brought me to that passage for a reason and as you guys are speaking it just brought it back to my memory but my Bible my NIV foundation study Bible (laughs) because I don't want to (laughs) say things that you know anyways um for verse 7, it's it, it highlights will guard, and it says, Paul's choice of a military term, guard, implies that the mind is in a battle zone and needs to be protected by a military guard, wow. since the purpose of such a guard in a wartime situation is either to prevent a hostile invasion or to keep the, in, the inhabitants of a besieged city from escaping. Mm. Like... If you don't spend time in God's word, your mind is going to be a battlefield. Right. And that's a lot of times where our emotions stem from. Because what we're thinking, it starts building up. And that's where our emotions come from. So spending time in the word is very important. And not only that, but you begin to realize that you're not the only one experiencing this these things. I mean, last week I spoke about Jeremiah and david and you know jesus if you're not in your word constantly you don't realize that 
the people in the Bible, they went through the same things that we're going through. They, they're human. They were, you know, and <laughs> they have emotions and yeah. you can learn how to handle these things just by going to the word and being in con- constant communication with God and just being raw and real Amen. about our emotions. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yes. I don't know if you guys have any more stories or anything that comes to mind that you want to share on this topic. Hey, go for it. <laughs> uh, the one other thing, like, this is kind of taking it a little bit of a different direction, but when we first asked the question, it was about um, just how do we as, like, emotional people face, what, what to do when you face emotionlessness. Yeah. And I think um, just one other point about that that I wanted to speak to was in the church setting, as a believer, as a Christian, mm-hmm. um, you know, for us as Bible college students, as future ministers, like, whenever whenever I first started encountering the presence of God. Oh, yes. Yes, um, I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. <laughs> I, I was a very emotional tween teenage girl. Um, I would say I was, I remember my exact moment when I had my first encounter with the Holy Spirit, when it wasn't like, this is mommy and daddy's faith, this is, my dad's a pastor, I know the Bible, I was raised in it. This was like, whoa, like God just met me, I know what the Holy Spirit feels like. And it was a very emotional experience. Yeah. And basically my whole teenage years from that point anytime I felt the presence of God it was like this rushing wind overwhelming emotional bawling my eyes out kind of experience (laughs) at the altar yeah and those things are beautiful and wonderful and natural especially as a female especially as an emotional person um even if you're not I've seen like grown men with like bulging muscles just bawl their eyes out we love to see it (laughs) (laughs) you know and uh and so there's a level of encountering the Holy Spirit that most people get emotional with, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then as I came to Bible college and I'm in chapel every day and yeah. I'm in classes every day oh, where they're Lord. like, you know, <laughs> professors prophesying over you and your, your uh, classmate gave you a word and you're praying in the dorms and there's so many opportunities to encounter the presence of God. Like I started feeling like I was questioning my ability to discern what was the presence of God because I wasn't crying every time. Right. Because I wasn't bawling every time I went to the altar. Yeah, that happens. It, it happened like last week for me. <laughs> but not every time do I run to the altar because I'm crying, you know? And like, not every time the Lord convicts me to go to the altar by His Spirit, you know, I can recognize now, like, that's still the presence of God speaking to me and convicting me and touching my heart. But not every time does it manifest itself with tears and screaming and shouting and like whatever form of emotional you want to talk about. Because right. there's so many <laughs> things on that spectrum. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, the Bible talks about that still small voice. Mm. And, like, um, in, with the story of Elijah, right? Yes, yeah, he talked yes. about it in chapel. Yeah. Preacher the yeah. <laughs> how, it, how he wasn't in the wind or the fire. Like, right. I would say those are more emotional. Right. And Jesus, like, God was in those things in different parts of the scripture. But in that moment, he was that still small voice. Right. He was that whisper. And I think, like, for us recognizing what the presence of God is doesn't, it can't be contingent on what it makes us feel. Yeah. Because, right. like, there are things that it's going to make us feel because we're human and it affects our emotions, but it's not always going to be the same feeling every time, and it's not, like, bad if you don't cry. It's not bad if you're not, like, screaming and jumping every time in worship. Like, you can have a quiet praise and it still be genuine, right. and you can have a loud praise and it still be genuine, and doesn't mean you're not being consistent to who you are or to the presence of God. 
And so I guess my encouragement to anyone who's listening to this would be like, don't get discouraged if you feel like you're not crying every time or it's not the same as the first time you encounter the presence of God because right. he is consistent. Yeah. And that's something the Lord has shown me is like, though we're inconsistent, though our emotions are inconsistent and there's so many circumstances that affect that in your day, um, he is consistent. But he also like is a God of variety because he created this world. So think about how diverse the world is, how much more diverse is God. <laughs> so he's going to speak to us in different ways. In different ways, ways yeah. Yeah. And in different seasons, we need different things. Right. And so just give yourself grace. Yeah. And don't beat yourself up if, like, you feel like you're not encountering God because you're not emotional about it. Right. Like, that would be my main just, like, takeaway. Because yeah. I wish someone had told me that coming into Bible college. Yeah. Because <laughs> I started doubting all the time. Yeah. And but. just to kind of, like, piggyback off, off of what you're saying, like, I totally can agree with that and relate to that because... There are moments where God just wants me to sit still. Yeah. Sit <laughs> down. About that. Yeah, sit down and not say nothing, not cry. And I feel like, God, I'm not crying to you. What is wrong? Are we mm. not together anymore? Are we not, <laughs> are we not in a relationship, <laughs> God? <laughs> yeah, and it makes me feel like, okay, am I sinning right now? Because yeah. as Pentecostals, if we're looking at, looking at um, emotions from that perspective, as Pentecostals, we feel as though we have to respond with tears. We have right. to respond with shouting, depending on the church that you're in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God just wants you to sit down, yeah. be quiet, journal. Sometimes he wants to speak to you through a song or in just different ways. Take a walk in nature and then he shows you the bird and realize you realize that he's feeding the bird. And how much more will <laughs> yes. he feed you? <laughs> So, you know, like, there are moments where yeah. we we beat up on ourselves too much. Mm-hmm. And I guess it just comes down to just being in the Word, being consistent, and just realizing that it is okay to feel different emotions. It's okay to be silent. It's okay to not cry. Yeah. It's okay to process the way you're supposed to process in certain situations. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and I think, like... If anyone who's ever been in a relationship might be able to relate to this, but it just makes me think about the love of God and how I said earlier, the love of God is consistent. God's character is consistent. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you're in love with someone and you're in a relationship with someone, just because one day you're literally dancing around your room because you're just like, oh, my gosh, I'm in love. And Uh. then the next day, (laughs) the next day maybe you're not dancing. Maybe, Maybe you're not, like, telling every person you see, you know I have a boyfriend and I love him so much like there's gonna be days where you feel like that and just bubbles up inside of you and then there's gonna be days where it's like yeah I love him but I don't it doesn't always need to be this giant you know extravagant thing and that's because like some days it's just you're feeling different but it doesn't mean the fact has changed the fact that the love is still there the fact that the relationship is good and healthy like those things can be consistent but the way we respond to it can be different and I think because God is consistent, his presence is consistent to meet us, you know, we're going to respond differently, but that doesn't mean he's changed right. and doesn't mean his love has changed. And so, like, that's something the Lord has taught me a lot over the past year and a half in my relationship with God, and I've even seen it play out in my relationship with people, yeah. you know, in the way, like, you may have an off day, Carisha, but doesn't mean you hate me. <laughs> like, just because you're having your own moment doesn't yeah. mean, like, I don't have to be paranoid that you don't care about me anymore. Right. And so just recognizing like he's consistent he's the line he's the standard we're the ones that 
respond differently, and it's not bad to mm-hmm. respond differently. <laughs> it's not bad to have days where you want to, like, you know, tell everyone that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and it's not bad that other days you're just like, yeah, he is, but it's, like, a little bit calmer, Yeah. you know? And then there are days, too, where you're, you're thinking, yeah, God is consistent, but I'm angry right now yeah. because <laughs> things aren't going how I thought they were going to go, and I need to talk to God. I feel like a lot of times people just feel afraid to express their anger to God, Mm. their frustrations to God. And I feel like it is very important. For me, God knows I'm coming to him with everything. I'm I'm angry and I am standing in front of God and I am saying, Abba, I'm upset right now. (laughs) I can't take this. And he knows because he's the one who builds me with these emotions. So, you know, he... And the most important thing is just not just going off of your emotions, but having that relationship with God that he you can go through the emotions with him. Mm-hmm. And like not so three to me. <laughs> <laughs> and not just battling these emotions yeah. on your own. So yeah. I think that's the most important thing. Amen. Yeah. So show up. <laughs> show up and do it. Well, this was a wonderful conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is gonna be a part three, but I enjoy this conversation, and I don't know. I did too. You did. I think I was enlightened. <laughs> yes, very. I enlightened. feel like I'm leaving this conversation like my iron is sharpened. Yes, <laughs> praise <laughs> God. Praise God. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining, and I just, I'll take a moment to pray. Father God, I just thank you for this opportunity once more to just be able to minister and in different, in a different way, God, that is not, it's not like preaching from a pulpit. And God, I just thank you that you are in the midst of everything, and I just pray that there is something that someone can take away from this podcast that will minister to their hearts, that will help them to grow in their relationship with you, Almighty God. And I just pray for that one person that may be struggling with their emotions and wondering, how do I handle this? How do I talk to God through this? I just pray that your Holy Spirit will encounter them, God, and just by us talking that they can realize that they're not alone and we feel these things too and we're going through it because we have you, we have your Holy Spirit, your paracletus, Yes, God, you are with us and you are just, you know, you're comforting us in every area of our lives. And God, I just thank you. I honor your name because you are great, God. So, yeah, in Jesus' name, amen. amen.